right, welcome to Bethel. You guys can go ahead and have a seat. Are you grateful this morning? I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for all of you uh, being here, and I'm thankful for what God is uh, is doing. We had a great uh, service, our first service. Um, if you are here uh, visiting with us for the first time or you're uh, just kind of checking things out, we, we would love to connect with you. Um, and the best way to do that is to go online to mybethel.cc forward slash connect. Um, and you can fill out a connection card there. Or if you're here with us uh, in the building, there is um, information on the seat back in front of you. You can take your camera, you can scan that code, um, or you can text that number uh, and it'll pull up a connection card. And the reason that we want to do that is we just want to walk through life with you. We want to uh, know know what's going on in your life. We, we want to know uh, who you are. We want to know the things that you have going on in your life uh, so that we can better serve you and that we can walk alongside you. That uh, One of the beautiful things about having a uh, community um, of people is that you have people to do life with. And we believe that uh, life is better together. We don't want you to do life alone. Um, and so if you'll go on there and you'll fill out the connection card, uh, we'd love to get with you this week and contact you and see how we can uh, better serve you. But this week we are finishing our, or not finishing, we're continuing in our series called Acceptable Lies. Um, and I'm curious, how many of you have ever uh, been given or given someone the silent treatment? Okay, yeah. And typically, we process that through uh, a human perspective. And we think, man, when, when somebody gives us a silent treatment, we automatically think, uh, or, and probably rightly so, oh, that, that person's mad at me, so they don't want to talk to me right now. And if we've ever given someone the silent treatment, it's because we're probably mad at them, and we don't want to process through uh, what's going on. We don't want to have a conversation. We, don't, we just don't want to talk about it, right? Um, so if we're not careful, sometimes we uh, take our human experiences, and how we treat one another and how we respond to one another and we project that onto God. And if we're, um, we find ourselves believing uh, some of these lies that we've been walking through and this week we have the opportunity and the privilege to uh, hear from Pastor Randy and uh, we're gonna tackle the lie that says my suffering means that God is mad at me or he's punishing me. And so uh, from a human perspective, sometimes when we go through hard seasons uh, and difficult situations or circumstances, uh, we were tempted to think that it's because God is mad and, and he's punishing us. So let's get started with week three of Acceptable Lies. Good morning, Bethel. It's good to be here this morning. Uh, I'm excited about what God's doing in my life, and I hope that you're enjoying what He's doing in your life, too. As Reuben was saying, we we're starting this, uh, continuing this series, uh, Acceptable Lies, and we're going to be looking at, uh, is, you know, is God mad at me? Is this why I'm suffering, and, or is He punishing me? And uh, before we get into the message, we've got a few announcements to make. Uh, we're doing a school supply drive, and uh, we've got an orange barrel, if you might have seen that in the lobby. We want you to get school supplies. 
ways. You say, well, what do I get? I'm glad you asked because we've got this little piece of paper that, that Hannah got, to, got together. And it has a list of things that you can pick up when you're in Walmart or wherever you do your shopping. And just bring those by, buy some stuff and, and drop it in the, in, in the bucket there. And on uh, August 7th, we're going to be distributing and over at the Good Fight Church and uh, distributing backpacks with school supplies uh, for the kiddos here in Yukon. So, so make sure that you're uh, plugged into that and have a part in the school supply drive. And then on Wednesday, we have a couple of things that happen around here in Bethel. On uh, Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock, we have summer fun days uh, for kids. It's a great program. We're talking about stomping out fear, fear stompers, and, and uh, we're going to continue that this coming Wednesday at 9 o'clock. It goes to 1130, uh, so come by, drop your kiddos off, and we have a really good time uh, here, here at church. And then at 630 in the, after, in the evening, we have Bethel U. And uh, we're studying on how to, where the Bible came from, how to study the Bible, background on the Bible. And uh, we've got a, a fellow here, David uh, Stringham, is doing the teaching. And it's been really good. My wife and I are keeping your kids while you're in Bethel U. And so we've not seen or heard the lessons, but I've heard a lot of good things and, and some really, really good feedback on that Bethel U. So 6.30 on Wednesday night if you'd like to come. And even if you've not taken, I've been here on the previous Wednesday, nights come because there's something you're going to be able to learn and it's just a great time it's about an hour a little bit uh, longer than an hour so uh, so come and take advantage of it and then next Sunday week from today uh, next Sunday we're going to have student takeover students are going to be in here they're going to be doing the service they're going to be doing the music the sound and, and everything and uh, they're going to cook breakfast for everybody and no that's not what's going to happen so we're still going to have donuts just making sure you're paying attention so so student takeover next Sunday but we're also going to have baptisms, and uh, we've got at least one person to be baptized. So if you're interested or have a question about baptism, please look us up, uh, Pastor Ruben, myself, and, uh, or anyone here at the church. You see, you've you know, got a tag hanging off their neck. Just look them up, and we'll be glad to talk to you about the baptism. And then this morning, uh, we, as Ruben was saying, we've got some really uh, great folks that are visiting us, but we have somebody that's eight days old today. And uh, Zeke and April just had their baby. They're sitting back there. They will show you Noah if you have some change or some folding money. And uh, they're going to charge you for that. And, uh, but he is a, he's a sharp-looking guy. Got a head of hair and stuff. And, but congratulations. And then Spencer and Carissa, you guys had a baby uh, this past week too. And, uh, and so he's going to wait till next week to charge you to see their baby. And, uh, and that's Lucas. And uh, so Noah and Lucas, uh, welcome to the world, and I hope you get to meet these, these couples and, and get to love on these babies. We're going to have to do a, you know, you know, an extension on our nursery or something. You know, I, yeah, I, feel, I mean, we're going to have to knock out walls or something. I don't know, but the nursery's blowing up, but it's a good thing. And uh, we're excited that you're here, and uh, hopefully this message will be a blessing to you. If, if you have your smartphone or some device, you can look up the message on, on version. Just go to events, and, and the notes will be there in, in, that, uh, in that application. And this, uh, today, we're going to be uh, going on with acceptable lies. And, and, and sometimes we think because of what we're going through uh, that we may be, uh, 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 you know, being punished or maybe God is mad at us. But that's not the case. Uh, several years ago, in fact, I was thinking about it just a while ago. It's been 30 years ago. 
uh, Pastor Ruben, that, that Pastor Ray, uh, being in Costa Rica, we're missionaries there for lots of, lots of years. We had just started a church uh, in, in the San Jose area, in the capital city, in, uh, in Tres Rios. And so we had this church going, and, and, uh, and all the family was involved. Uh, Pastor Ray was 14 years old at the time, involved, just had a birthday, and and we were excited about sharing uh, the gospel with people in our neighborhood. And, and, but Ray came to me, and he shared part of this story with, uh, with the church uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he found a, he had a little knot in the, his groin area. And, uh, and, and I, you know, uh, growing up, uh, we didn't do a whole lot of running to the doctors. Our, our philosophy, and you may have the same philosophy, no blood, no sympathy. And uh, so uh, I, I told Ray, I said, you know, if it grows, if you know, see a change, then let me know. And sure enough, just a few weeks a- later, that thing was about the size of an egg. And I said, yeah, Ray, we need to go uh, to the doctor. Went to the Clinica Biblica, a real good hospital there in San Jose. And, and there was a doctor there that we had known. He's our family doctor. His name is Juan Perez. And, uh, and he did uh, uh, operation, took the tumor out, uh, tumor out and sent it away to biopsy it. And, and about seven days later, a week later, we went back and saw the pathology report, and it said Hodgkin's disease, cancer, uh, a lymphoma. And, uh, and Ray was, I mean, he was a good kid. He was involved in church, and he was, he was, he was not one of those kids that you, you know, on your, on your knees. We prayed for him, of course, but, I mean, it was giving you a fit and having, you know, uh, you know giving you a heartache and, and a lot of struggle. He was a good kid. In fact, you talk to his siblings, uh, to his sister and his brother, and uh, they'll say he was the perfect one. He was the good one. And, uh, and, uh, but I know that he's not, wasn't that always that good because he's confessed some things right here, standing up here, <laughs> in, in his messages that I didn't know about. And uh, so I mean, he was a normal kid, but he wasn't a kid that you think, okay, yeah, that's happening because this, the, he did this or that. And it wasn't that God was mad at Ray or God was punishing Ray. There was something else going on there. But sometimes you have this in your mind that, you know, what I'm going through, I must have, must have done something bad. Or this is, you know, my past is catching up with me and, and this is going on. And, it, it's, and that's not the case. And uh, it wasn't that Ray deserved something or he was being punished for a certain thing. It, that, that wasn't it. Uh, Reuben, a couple of weeks ago, read this statement about our acceptable lies. And, he, and this, it goes like this. Lies that we have made in agreement with ourselves, society, and culture collectively, ex- we collectively accept as truth. In other words, that's the narrative. We, we, we put this, this way of looking at God and our experiences in, in our, our perspective. And we think, well, it must be something that I've done. But that's not, not the case. We beat ourselves up sometimes, and I think that we don't give ourselves grace and let ourselves off the hook, and we begin to think, well, this is something that I'm paying for and, uh, and that I've done in the past. We give grace to everybody else, but we need to come back to Scripture. Over in Romans chapter number, uh, number 8, uh, Paul writes in chapter number 6, 7, and 8, there's a, there's a tremendous portion there that talks about the battle that we go through. And in chapter 8, in verse number 1 and 2, he, said, he says this, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. No condemnation. There's, none, there's no condemnation. And he goes on. It says, because you belong to him. To who? To Jesus Christ. 
You've identified with him. You, you've been bought by his, his blood that's been shed. It goes on and says, And the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So, so we're not condemned. We're, we're beyond that. We don't have to condemn ourselves. We are, we're not in condemnation. We've been freed because we belong to Jesus Christ. And we have to get our mind wrapped around that. We have to change how we've been programmed. Well, we've all been programmed from little all the way up. And uh, living in Latin America, you hear all kinds of things that people tell their children. And uh, one of the things is that, uh, and, and this is something you probably need to practice at your home, if you're barefoot and you're ironing and stuff, never open your refrigerator. You say, why do you? Because you're going to get a crick in your neck. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that right, Rosalia? And uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're hot and you go into a cold place, then you're going to get all twisted up. Uh, Denise, that's probably what happened to your, you know, your shoulder. And... Uh, and and it, no, that's not that's not what what's going on. It's that, and it, it, you know, it, we have this narrative. We have these things in our mind, and we have to re reshape those or reprogram or, or eliminate, delete those, and replace it with God's truth. Replace it with what God has for us. There's no condemnation. There's none. Zero. Nada. Zip. Nothing that is is against us. Jesus took all that away. And I'm sorry, it was Stephanie. And, uh, and, and took that away. I don't know why I say Denise. I've called her Denise all this time. It's, it's Stephanie Denise. And, uh, and anyway, uh, you know, first mistake of this year. And uh, so, so he takes all that away. And, there's no, and don't condemn me for it. I'm, I, there's no condemnation now. So the, we have to get to this place in our life where we believe God's word. And you say, well, I know what it says, but... And, uh, and, and we, we, we pick up something that is uh, a lie that we believed, and when we need to replace it with truth. We belong to Jesus. The Holy Spirit has freed us from all condemnation, from all of our sin. We don't have to live that way and, and being condemned or condemning ourselves. Remember Ray's cancer? And uh, it wasn't something that he had done to, to get the cancer. And it was something that, that, that God allowed and God had a purpose for us going through that and for him going through that. Uh, Pastor Ray read some verses last week in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 2. Second uh, Corinthians, or chapter 1, excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter 1, and I want to revisit those verses because Paul uh, talks about things that he went through. You talk about a person that went from, from one place to the next. When he traveled from town to town, he didn't check, uh, check out what hotels. He didn't get on Travago or Travelocity, you know, looking for a hotel. He, he, he checked to see how, what, what prison was available, you know, how, how the prison conditions were, because that's where he was going. In fact, at the end of his ministry, he said, I know that I was going from prison to prison to prison to prison. And, uh, and in First Second Corinthians chapter 1, in verse number 8, it says, We think we ought to, you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In verse 9 it says, in fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raised it raises the dead. And uh, so when we, when we go through our, our, our troubles, it, it, and as Pastor Ray said last week, it pushes us closer to the Lord. It makes us to be more reliant on Him. It helps us to be realized 
We don't have all the answers. And if you've ever been kneeling beside the bed of a, a sick child or in a hospital holding somebody's hand, and sometimes you get to a place where I don't know what else to do, and, and what do we do? We turn to the Lord. And we pray, we cry, cry out, I, I don't have the answer. And that's what Paul was saying. We got to the end of ourselves. We got to the place where we thought we were going to die. We, 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 we were out of options. And we began to rely more and more on God instead of ourselves. And that's what, that's what things that happen to our life, in our lives, it pushes us closer to the Lord if we, if we allow that to, to take place. And so we see that He is working in our life, and He wants, to, wants us to remember that our suffering and those things that we're going through will actually make us more reliant and more dependent on Him. But there's another accept, uh, side to this acceptable lie. Sometimes we beat ourselves up. This must be something that I'm being punished for and that I, there's something in my life that, you know, it's finally come back. Now, there's, there's things that we can, we can, you know, there's consequences for things that we do. And uh, there's, one, there's a couple of people in, here at church, you really have to watch them. And uh, Chad, really watch the donut consumption of certain people. And, uh, and you ask them, how many is that? And they just, some of them just grin at you. And you know, you know, that's a, not a bad thing. Sometimes they just go like this, or maybe they go like this, and, and maybe they have to take their shoes off and have to, you know, and, uh, and but, but there may be, cons- there would be consequences of eating donuts like that every day. And they're so good. I mean, if you don't, if, you, if you've not tried one, I recommend the donuts here. I mean, they're, they're good, but there are consequences. But is we go back to see our suffering and things that happen in our life, we need to give ourselves grace, but we also need to realize that other people are watching and they're going to make assumptions of why we're going through these things. The things that we, you know, we see, I wonder what he's done or she's done or they've done to deserve these, these, these consequences or this, this what's going on in their life. Over in John chapter 9, you find Jesus walking with his disciples, and, uh, and you can see the human nature, and we can see these disciples, and you, you can see yourself. I know I can see myself in what they said about this blind guy. In John chapter 9, in verse number 1 and 2, it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man that had been blind from birth. He was born blind. And, uh, and the disciples said, Rabbi, his disciples asked him, Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? <laughs> and so they jumped to a conclusion. That guy must have done something really bad, or his mom and dad did something really bad because he was born blind. And, uh, and so that was the assumption. But look at what Jesus said. In verse number 3, they were asking, Who messed up? Who's to blame? Verse number 3, but Jesus said, it's not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Jesus answered, it happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. And God's power wants to be shown through our difficulties. How we respond, how we depend, and how Paul said over in 2 Corinthians, how we rely on him reflects his power and what God is trying to do in our life. How will God use your life story for his honor and glory? And that's what we need to, the place we need to get to. God, how are you going to use this? This is not enjoyable. This is not something that I look for, but this is something that you've allowed in my life. How are you going to use that? And and, uh, and, 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 and realize that people are going to jump to conclusions. 
But we know and we can trust God with his plan. I don't know his plan for your life. And he's got a plan for my life. But I do know that he's working. He's working in your life, young person, adult, grandparent. And he's working in your life right now where you're sitting, sitting here. He's providing for you. He's making a way. He's, he's got a plan for your life from now all the way to we step into his presence. And then even for eternity, he's got a plan. Jesus said, I went to pre- I go and prepare a place for you. And uh, he's got a plan for our lives. So don't think for one minute that what you're going through, what you're, how it's happening now, even the suffering, the, the difficulty in, is not a part of his plan because he can use it to show his power through and in our lives. And over in the book of Acts, you go back to the Apostle Paul, and, and again, Paul was a guy, if you read the book of Acts, especially from like chapter 18, 19, forward, it's like, a, it's like an action movie. I mean, there's just all kinds of things. In chapter 27, Paul is shipwrecked. And if you read that, he's in a hurricane, he's in this cyclone, and uh, they've been blown all over the Mediterranean Sea. And finally, they're shipwrecked thrown up on this beach. They don't know really where they're at. And it picks up the narrative in, in chapter 28 and verse, uh, verse number 1. Let me get back over there. And it talks about what, what happened. And uh, Luke is writing this, uh, this account. In fact, he includes himself. Luke is there. Luke has been shipwrecked. But he's writing the account of, of them being washed on shore. Verse number 1 of chapter 28 in, in the book of Acts. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. And, and it says, these people on the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. And just picture in your mind, you got this group of shipwrecked people, wet, tired, and uh, rainy, cold. And at verse number three, it says, and Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire. And a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand, and the people on the, uh, of the island saw it hanging from his hand. <laughs> now stop and think about that. And uh, yeah, can you imagine a snake hanging off your hand and, uh, and uh, reaching in there? And, and living here in Oklahoma, I grew up in West Texas, and, and uh, one of the things you learn is you never stick your hand where your eyes can't see. You don't put, you, you don't be, and, and if you don't know that, you need to learn that. And uh, kick the sticks around and then pick them up. You know, get something and move them around. Don't poke your hand in there because there may be something laying in there that's going to latch onto you. And that's what happened. Paul was gathering up these sticks, and all of a sudden this snake, and, and I, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, picked, have you ever had something on you? And, uh, I mean, something that you, you know, pick up and, and, uh, and, and, or something that you see? I remember years ago, we were in Panama, out in the jungle, and our pastor, Norman, by the way, uh, Norman and his family are going to be visiting us in, in August, and we get to see one of our missionary couples here, and we're out in the jungle, and, and we were in this little uh, community, or little school, in this jungle village, and uh, Norman all of a sudden, he says, there's something on my back, and, 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 and we were just, I had a white shirt on, we were in this, in this school, and, uh, and he said, there's something on my back, there's something on my back, and he turned around, and there was a bat on his back, hanging on his back. You know what we did? We just laughed. <laughs> we laughed, 
It was, it was hilarious. And, and, and the more we laughed, the more panic he got. He was jumping around. He did this little dance out there in the jungle, a jungle dance with the bat on his back. And uh, I mean, you can hurt yourself when there's something hanging on you. And the thing flew off and, and, and it flew around the building and it went right back to Norman and landed on his chest. And, uh, and, and guess what we did? We just laughed. And we just laughed. But he almost hurt himself trying to get the bat off of, off himself. Paul is there, and, I, and I, we don't know all the details, but it says that he just shook it off into the fire. Let's, let's continue reading there in, in verse number 4. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said unto him, A murderer, no doubt, though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. They jumped to conclusions. Ah, uh, he's paying for it. Now, he survived the shipwreck, but he's going to die from the snake bite. And he, he's probably a murderer. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're guilty of the same thing. Somebody's going through something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're paying for something they did in the past. You know, it's catching up to them. This is the, this is the, the harvest. And uh, this is the, the fruits of this, this what they did. And, uh, but then read on. It says, but Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. And the people waited for him to swell up or to suddenly drop dead. Aren't people funny? I mean, you just laugh at the bat on somebody's back. And uh, it says, But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided that he was a god. And uh, incredible. You know, you know, Paul, how he handled, and, and, and I imagine that he could hear people whispering, and, and, and he knew, you know, it, when something like that happens, you know, you look around to see if anybody else is watching. And, and I'm sure Paul saw whispers and he, maybe he thought and, and perceived that there were people waiting for him to drop dead. What did he do? He just shook it off. He just shook it off. You know, for the child of God that has an intimate and personal relationship, a right relationship with God, you can just shake off what people say about you. It, it, it's not going to bother you because you know who you belong to. You know that there's no condemnation. You know that you've been forgiven. You know that you've been freed uh, by this, uh, from your sin because of what the Holy Spirit has done in your life. And you can just shake it off. And Paul just shook it off. And then they came to the conclusion, you know, and you can see human nature. They changed. So, oh, he's a murderer. And then, uh, oh, no, he must be a god. And, uh, and, they, and they changed their mind all of a sudden. And they almost got it right. He was a child of God. And they saw a difference. Can, can you read in, in chapter 28? And you find that this group of people it, were impacted by Paul in the ministry. And there were people that were healed. And there were people that came to Christ. And uh, it's because of somebody that was being used by God. And the result was the same for the blind man and for Paul. They saw God's power working through them and in them. So that gives us some encouragement and some hope. Well, as you go through the things that you're going through, realize that God is working in your life and he wants to show his power through you. The lie that we believe sometimes, well, I must be, God's mad at me and, and that's why I'm suffering and that's why I'm, I, I'm going through or maybe he's punishing me. When the truth is that God wants to show his power in us and through us and in, 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 in the middle of our suffering and our difficulties. So I don't know what God's doing in your life today. I don't know what's going on with you and your life right now. But I do know that God is working. And uh, I do know that He is working in our lives. And He wants to show His power through us. God's power is, is, is evident when people rely on Him 
and don't rely on yourselves. The lie is I'm suffering because God's mad at me. But the truth is God wants to show his power in you and through you. What's God doing in your life right now at this moment? Are you going through a rough stretch? Are you going through a rough time right now? Look to see what God wants you to do. Stop relying on your, your, your experience or your wisdom or your, your knowledge. Rely on what God wants you to do and realize that he is working and he wants to work through you for his honor and his glory and he wants to show you his power through your life. And so think about that this week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. I pray that you might just be with us as we rely on you. Help us to come to the end of ourselves and, and the end of our resources, the end of our, our strength, and be able to see what you want to accomplish. Lord, I know that we all have struggles. We all have difficulties, even physical problems and, 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 and challenges that we face. And Lord, because we live in this life, this world that's broken, and we have struggles, but we realize that, that you are working in our lives, even in the midst of our suffering and in our struggles, even in the midst of, of difficult times. And Lord, we want to see your power work through us. And Lord, as we go through these, this next week and maybe facing some things that we don't have an answer for, Lord, help us to come to the end of ourselves and rely on you and not rely on ourselves. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for loving us and being a part of what you're doing here in this world. And Lord, help us to, to show others around us. Help us to respond. Help us to live in a way that reveals God's power through us. Jesus Christ in us. Help us to be light in this world and help us to be an example of someone that is trusting, relying, depending on you. Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, what an amazing truth that we, we just sang about. I, I think about the words uh, of that bridge where he says, uh, one voice that silences the enemy. Um, and I think sometimes we try to silence the voice Absolutely. and the narrative that's going on inside our, our, our mind and our head. Um, because the enemy wants us to believe exactly uh, that, right. that we can't have victory over, right. over uh, the issues that we're going through um, and the things that we face in this yeah. life. And, and if we're not careful, and this is uh, my temptation, I, I don't know where you are this morning, but my temptation is when I, when I encounter suffering to ask some of those hard questions like, man, is this something that I've, uh, yeah. I've done wrong? Is this something that I'm being punished for? Um, Whatever it is, and, and the temptation is to maybe retreat from God. The enemy yep. wants us to retreat and to pull exactly. back from God instead of lean into him and, and to see uh, his power working in us and, and through us. That's and exactly right. What an amazing uh, story. I was actually reminded of, uh, uh, of the story of Lazarus while you were talking. Uh, that's another one of those examples. Oh, yeah. Uh, those ladies, his sisters, were yeah. so mad at Jesus. They said, you were late. If you would have been just, here. If you would have just been here, <laughs> that's exactly we right. wouldn't have to mourn yeah. the death of our, of our brother. Yep. And Jesus said, no, 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 you don't understand. There's, there's more at play here. There's more at work yep. here. There's a work that I'm trying to do and to show these people around that I have power and victory over exactly. them. Um, exactly. And uh, what, a, what an incredible message. Thank well, we you beat for, ourselves for up all the time, God. Reuben. And I think it's just who we are. It's part of, yeah. we just have to keep coming back. You know, don't rely on yourself. You rely on, uh, on Jesus. Rely on his word. 
and because he's got an incredible plan, and uh, and I'm excited about that. I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm excited about seeing his plan, and yeah. uh, just have to stay focused coming yeah, back. I, I think about the yeah. times that, that God has um, revealed himself in my life, and, and it's in those moments um, where I'm tempted to retreat or to be mad or to be frustrated with God. Uh, I remember a season that I went through uh, in college that was a really dark time in my life. I didn't know um, what really what to do with it. Um, I didn't I didn't have language for it. I had never gone through anything like that. There were some things going on in my mind and my heart that I had never experienced before. Um, and I remember there was there was a little uh, I had a little black Bible. Uh, I don't I may have shared the story before, but it sat on the edge of my uh, my desk in my college dorm room, and I didn't, I didn't pick it up. I knew that there was hope in its pages. I knew there was truth uh, in its yeah. pages, but I, I struggled to pick it up because I think I was mad. I, I, I was uh, mad at, at God. I felt like He had abandoned me. I even, I, I read this book called uh, God on Mute um, because in that season I really felt like God had left, um, and um, so though He didn't remove the pain in that season. Um, I'm able to look back on that season in, in gratitude, uh, and I would never want to go through it again. I never want to yeah. deal with uh, things like that again sure. uh, in my life with some of the things that were going on in my mind and my heart. Uh, but I can look back and say I'm thankful for that season because I saw how God used it to reveal his power not only in my life, but I was able to take uh, that painful experience and I was able to walk oh, yeah. through life with, with several other people uh, that God has put in my path and be able to use it not for my glory and to point and say, look what I did to get myself out of this. Yep. But I was able to say, man, God, uh, God sustained me through that season of my life. And I wrote this in my, uh, in my journal because you talked about God's power. I said, God is not only powerful, but he is purposeful. So right. even though he sometimes doesn't remove the pain, and sometimes we think, oh man, God only works, or uh, God has only answered my prayer when the pain is gone. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes God allows the pain to linger. Sometimes God allows uh, us to go through difficult uh, circumstances and seasons, and that doesn't yeah. mean that he's left us. Uh, exactly. But they actually, so he, though he doesn't remove the pain sometimes, he does give the pain purpose. And so exactly. I'm able to look back on the ways that God has worked in my life and, uh, and to really experience his presence and his power through those circumstances, exactly. though I wouldn't wish them on my worst enemy. Absolutely. Uh, but it's well, cool. it goes back to Paul again. Yeah. I mean, he had some stuff going on in his life and, and, uh, and he had a physical something, something physical. And yeah. he said, uh, you know, I asked God to take that away three times and, and, and God said, my grace is sufficient. You know, yeah. I, you're going to have to deal with this. This is part of who, who I made you to be. And uh, yeah. so um, he, he allows that. And, and he always uses that stuff, uh, yeah. Reuben, you know, to, for his honor and glory, to, to show people what Jesus can do in a life given over to him. And that's, that's what's exciting. So if yeah. you're going through stuff, I mean, if you're, if you're facing something, just realize, hey, God's got a reason, you know, and, and look for, you know, what's he trying to do through me to, to help bring somebody else to faith? And, and that's, that's what's exciting to me. I mean, yeah, God is at work. Know. I love what you said, yeah. that God is at work all the time. Uh, you know, we sing that song, Waymaker, all the time. Even when oh, I yeah. don't see it, even when I can't, that's I exactly can't feel right. it, God is working and yeah. he's working. And we can have confidence in that because of who he is and who throughout history he's proven to be. Um, and so we hope that you will uh, be encouraged today as you, yeah. as you leave this place, that you will be able to face your week and the challenges that maybe may lie ahead. Maybe you're going through something in your family. Maybe you're going through something uh, in 
uh, in your job or in your workplace or whatever the case may be, maybe you're dealing with some challenges, uh, we want you to know that it's not necessarily because God is mad at you or because he's punishing you, uh, but he deeply loves you. You, exactly. you mentioned uh, that there's nothing you could ever do to uh, earn God, earn. earn more of God's love. He no. loves you where you're at. Where exactly. you're at. Um, we hope that you will be able to find strength for the battle and uh, strength for the things that you're going to encounter no. this week and that you will leave filled with hope, knowing that God is at work and that he is a powerful God. He's a purposeful God um, and he loves you deeply. Yeah. So That love never changes. Yeah, That's cool. For sure. So yeah. uh, don't forget uh, and, and always remember that here at Bethel, we exist to love and lead one another to find and follow Jesus. So we hope you have a great week. Uh, we love you guys and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Love you. Have a good one.